0: And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everybody's having an absolutely fantastic day today. And again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. A lot of orders going out as normal. And thank you again for just the support and the emails and the order comments and everything we've been getting from all of our customers lately. We really appreciate the support, and thank you for supporting Health Masters. And, Dad, how are you doing today? I know you've been working on some stuff that you're going to go over today, so we're excited to hear that. And how's everything going?
1: Oh, absolutely blessed, buddy. I mean, this is a day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it. And it's been interesting to me because, you know, for the last few weeks, I've been working on this program that we're going to be doing today on the Kabbalah. And it's one of those things that you kind of sit back and you look at it and you go, they don't really believe this, do they? And you're kind of like, yeah, they really do. And you go back and you go, no, nah, they can't believe that. So you do more research. You go, yeah, they believe that too. And you're like, no, nah, they can't believe all this stuff. And you do some more research and, yeah, sure enough, they believe that too. And you're like, what the heck, man? What is this, this stuff is so weird. And and let me kind of give you an idea of why it started and where it started. You know, Jesus said in in the in the Gospels – that the Jews of that day had nullified the word of God for the sake of their traditions. And these traditions were basically things that were handed down from elders to elders to elders. And a lot of it had come out of the Eastern mysticism and the Babylonian religions and the religions out of the Canaanites and also out of Egypt. And they had all kinds of weird things they would do. And he said that you would nullify the word of God for the sake of your traditions. Instead of following the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law, the Pentateuch, they were going out and they were doing all kinds of stuff that really just wasn't in line with what the Word of God said. I mean, the Bible very clearly in the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy, it forbids homosexuality, it forbids incest, it forbids all kinds of things under the penalty of death. But yet they were... Continuing to practice a lot of this stuff out of Egypt, which we talked about so many times, and also all the way back to the ancient Canaanite fertility rituals. And they were doing all of this on the side. That's why Jesus said in the book of John, when they were talking about their daddy was Abraham, because your daddy's not Abraham, your daddy is the devil, it's Lucifer, it's Satan. And they said, that's not our father. And then they were going to stone him to death. And they became very angry at him. Now, Jesus was the Messiah. He came for the Jewish people to accept. But God knew, because God's omnipresent, that Jesus Christ wasn't going to be accepted by the bulk of the majority of the people there in Jerusalem because they were the stubborn, stubborn, stiff-necked people that God had talked about throughout the entire Old Testament and who were still practicing their ancient Canaanite rituals. So Jesus called them out and ended up getting crucified for it. and And then he was resurrected from the dead. And when he was resurrected from the dead, it changed everything. And he warned the Jews before he died. He says, look, here's the deal. You know, not as the temple's going to be destroyed. He told them. He told them what was going to happen. Well, in 70 AD, after Christ had been, you know, basically ascended for like 30, 30, 35 years, 30, 37 years, after he was already ascended and gone back to heaven, what he told the Jews happened. The Romans finally had enough of the rebellious, stiff necked Jews and their sacrifice and all the other things that were going on in Herod's temple. They tore it all down. They burned it. And they decided to kill, you know, several people say several million Jews in the area. They decided just to go ahead and massacre them and be done with them. And all of this was basically because of what they said. Let Jesus' death be upon us on our generations to come. They basically cursed themselves by what they said when he was standing on trial before them, and they could release Barabbas or release Jesus. Now, we've known this for thousands of years. The church understood that the end of Israel at that point, the end of the Jewish rituals, all of that stuff marked the end of Israel as far as in prophecy. And then suddenly... because of the Schofield reference Bible and Cyrus Schofield and Darby we reinstate Israel back into a prophetic meaning in that Israel has to be restored before Christ can come back now we understand that the Bible says the temple is going to be rebuilt in Thessalonians but we as Christians are not supposed to be part of the onset of the tribulation to destroy the planet intentionally But because of the teachings of Darby and, of course, of Zionism, we now have thousands and thousands of pastors all over the country who believe that Israel can do no wrong, that the Jews are God's chosen people. Even though they were written out of the Scripture and all of their stuff was fulfilled in the Old Testament, we want to believe that they're part of it again. Even World War II, much of World War II was fought to restore Israel and to force the Palestinians out of their land. Through the Balfour Declaration, which happened before World War I. All of this stuff now we're understanding. But what we don't understand is what happened. See, when I was really young, when I was a young Christian, you know, we always had we always wanted to reach out to the Jews. And so we thought, well, the Jews really know the Old Testament. They really know the Torah. They really know, you know, from Genesis to you know to, to Malachi. They know all of this stuff so well. We've got to learn about the minor, the major prophets, and all these different things because that's what's important to the Jews. And if we want to reach out to a Jew to become a Christian and to convert them to proselytize a Jew, we have to have the ability to understand the Old Testament. Well, then I started realizing just about 10 years ago that they don't really study the Old Testament. They don't really believe in heaven or hell. Uh, they use something they call the Kabbalah and the Zohar, which basically you know, is you know, Jewish mysticism, and they also use the Talmud. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and you know, and you know, and and the, the, and the thing that's that's so funny about all of this stuff is that you know, you know, the Torah is the basis that we all think of Judaism, but it's not to these guys. In fact, many of the rabbis who go and become rabbis, they don't even study the Old Testament or the Torah. They study the Kabbalah, the Zohar, and the Talmud. And see, this is what we have to understand: Judaism, as we think of Judaism as they practiced in the Old Testament during the days of Jesus, is not the same as the Judaism is practiced today. Now, that's, now, everything I've just told you is just historical fact based upon Christianity that was regarded as historical accuracy from the Christian church until the mid-1800s with Darby and then with all of the stuff with the Schofield Bible. And remember this, the guy who pushed the Schofield Bible, Samuel Untermyer, was also a Zionist, hardcore Zionist, also a Masonic leader. And we're going to talk about that today, too. We're going to tie the Masonic Lodges directly into the Kabbalah today. We're going to do that to start with on the show. We're going to to start into that, then I'm going to tell you what the Kabbalah believes. But what happened is this. If you look on Wikipedia, or you go back into the Judea, Judica, which basically talks about the history of the Jews, there's a guy by the name of Lag Beomer. And Lag Omer is a holiday that falls between Passover and Shabbat. Okay? Lag is a combination of Hebrew letters, Lamed and Gamal. And I'm going to talk about what happens. And, of course, that's a holiday. It's not a person. It says, the Romans attacked Israel and destroyed the second temple of Jerusalem over 2,000 years ago. The Jews were prohibited from studying the Torah. Fortunately, there were a number of rabbis who defied the Jewish law. And what happened is the Romans were basically, a lot of these guys would go out into caves and they would try to stay with the Romans to try to practice Judaism. Another rabbi who was hanging in the cave in the area of Israel were two of them. There was a Shimon Bar Yachi, S-H-I-M-O-N-B-A-R-A-Y-A-C-H-A-I. He was another rabbi student, and that was Rabbi Akiva's. Now, I'm trying to keep these names to a amount. So Rabbi Akiva was the guy who was out in the cave. Simon Bar Yachi was the student who went out and fought the Romans to avoid being put to death. He and his son went into hiding in a cave in the Galilee area near Israel. While they were hiding, they studied the Torah all day and prayed all night. Well, all of a sudden, he had a vision, and somebody, something came to him, and he wrote the Kabbalah. Now, he also supposedly studied the Torah. The problem is, when he wrote the Kabbalah or the Zohar, the book, this is his primary book, the Zohar, and some people say there are other people who are also involved in it, this is the base of the of or Jewish mysticism. He was in this cave for 12 years. And this is who we were. They were, in the later, after 12 years of captivity, the rabbi and his son basically were freed and the, and the Roman when the Roman leader died. I believe it was Tiberius was the leader at that time. Now, what's interesting about all of this stuff is he had time to write the Kabbalah. Now, let me kind of go to this guy. Now, this is, now we're reading out of Wikipedia. S-H-I-M-O-N-B-A-R-Y-O-C-H-A-I. Simon Bart Yoshi. Some calling Simon Ben Yoshi. Okay. He was basically a, is known, known also by his acronym, Rashbi, and he was a 2nd century sage in ancient Judea who's said to be active after the destruction of the 2nd temple. Now, he was the one, again, here it says right here he wrote the Zohar, the chief work of Kabbalah. So you guys can look all of this stuff up and you can see that I'm telling you guys the truth. Now, what I want to do is I want to tie this together right now with the 30th degree Scottish Rite Temple Masonic Lodge. To tie it to link it back to the Kabbalah, Albert Pike says that the entire principles of Masonic lodges and masonry is based in the Kabbalah. He wrote the book Morals and Dogma. He was the man that President Johnson pardoned after the Civil War, which got Johnson impeached, and he missed being taken out of office by like one vote, if I remember correctly. But what happened with Johnson is this: this, this, you know, this guy who wrote Morals and Dogma, he was a war criminal. Right? He was a war criminal, and he basically was going to be tried and executed, and he was pardoned by Johnson. And when this happened, it was because the war criminal was higher than the president. Basically, he was the Grand Masonic Lodge leader of the entire country at that point, and so he was, he was in authority over the president of the United States. this is morals and dogma. And, And what's interesting about all of this stuff, when you stop by and you take a look at this stuff, you say, well, how in the world can morals and dogma and Albert Pike and all of these people have so much power and authority? The entire United States was founded as far as the 1776 revolution and the history of the Capitol buildings and everything else by George Washington and all the men of those days in 1776 and the leaders of the party and the leaders of the people in the United States were Masonic Lodge members they were all about the kabbalah they were masonic lodges now later albert pike you know this is like 75 years later when he wrote morals and dogma he streamlined the masonic rituals now let me share something with you really quickly up to the up to the 30th degree they don't they don't really do a whole lot with these guys they don't really talk a whole lot about what's happening and they don't really go into detail as far as lucifer they say it's the great architect that they're worshipping and that they're they're paying homage to the problem with the person that they're talking about, as far as the great architect, and I'm going I'm to show you this in the scripture in just a second, is Lucifer. Okay, it's, this is who they're talking about. You know, the light bearer. And what they do, the part seven, this, the, the Knights of Kadosh. This is the thirtieth degree Masonic lodge stuff. Now I'm pulling, I'm pulling this right off the internet. I'm reading these things. It says they believe that the scripture are fables. They believe that. Christianity is based on fables and superstitions. So at the 30th degree, they pull the gloves off with the initiates, and they realize that they're about to let them know exactly what's going on. When they walk into the Masonic Lodge for that 30th degree ritual, the apartment the ritual is hung like a mortuary with a black tapestry, almost like a cave that they're in. Now, what happens is they walk up to this casket. There's a casket in the lodge with a person who's supposedly dead, but he's not dead, okay? And they ask this person, this person, they come up to this person, they start talking to him, and the person says, who disturbs me from my sleep? And you go, this sounds really weird. And then then the, the person in this in the sleep warns them, basically they can leave. They can leave if they want to, but they're going to be given secrets that if they stay, that will be punishable by death. Now you think, what the heck? Yeah, that's what I thought too. And so all of a sudden, this person speaking to them from the casket. Now here's the, guess who's talking to him? Guess who's talking to him from the casket? It's Simon ben Yochi, the same guy who wrote the Kabbalah. He's basically come back from the dead. He's basically there looking at them talking to them, and basically is it's revealing all of this from him. So the same guy who wrote the Kabbalah is the same guy who's laying in the casket supposedly in the 30th degree program. This is what they do. And then they're told, they're told that they have to follow the religion of the Lodge, that all other religions, even from their childhood, including Christianity or any other religion they were in, is gone and null and void, and it was a superstition. This is how satanic it is. Now you say, well, this is crazy. What what, what does all this mean? Well, it kind of goes back to Isaiah 14, 16, and it says, those who see you will gaze at you, this is this Peshuggi guy, and answer you saying, is this man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms? Again, this is Lucifer looking back from them, basically in the depths. And so this is who... These folks in the Masonic Lodges – so guys, if you're in the Masonic Lodges right now and you're listening to me, and you're like first degree, second degree, and you really don't know all the stuff that's going on, this is what you've got to look forward to. You get to renounce Christianity. They tell you this by – at this point in time, they let you know the great architect is Lucifer. And this is who you're basically going to be worshiping, and you're going to leave behind all your other religions. 30th degree Masonic Lodge ritual written by Albert Pike, streamlined by Albert Pike. Basically, talking to the man in the casket who wrote the Kabbalah. That's how tied together this is with the Kabbalah. It's the book of Jewish mysticism, and also it is one of the primary books of almost every other weird, evil religion, including Theosophy, Freemasonry, Witchcraft, Satanism, Gnosticism, Jehovah's Witness. All of this, all together. You know, it, it tells us in the Bible that wicked do wickedly, do wickedly, but but the wise shall understand. These guys are doing wicked because they want to do wicked. Albert Pike, the former grand commander of the Scottish Freemasonry, in his book Morals and Dogma, he said that Kabbalah is the very foundation of Masonic Lodges and Freemasonry. You know, they believe that Jesus is the grand, not Jesus, they believe that Satan is the grand architect of the universe, and Jesus' name is forbidden to be spoken in a lodge. Are you listening to me right now? Jesus' name is forbidden to be spoken in a lodge. Now, think about this for a second. When I was in seventh grade, I had a man, really nice guy, my history teacher. His name was Albert Grulick. He took me to a Demolay meeting, and I went to a Masonic lodge. I was like you know, 11 years old. They were asking us to do all this weird stuff and say all these weird things. We kept saying "Lord, Lord, Lord, Lord." And then finally, the next day, you know, we came back from this meeting, and, and Albert, Mr. Grulick, said to me, he "Goes, uh, Al," he says, uh, "What in the world? What do you think about last night?" I said, "Well, I'm, I'm confused." I said, "Where's Jesus?" I said, they're, we're calling Lord, but you know, I'm assuming this is Christ, but they're not saying Jesus' name. Why is that? And he's had some excuse. I don't remember. He's dead now. May he rest in peace. He's a great guy, nice guy. I'm, and I, later on in his life, I asked him. He was no longer involved in Masonic Lodges. And, and what ended up happening is I never went back. I thought, this isn't right. And I was never invited back because I started talking about the name of Jesus immediately because I'd been going to the Lutheran church and I couldn't understand what in the world all the secrecy was about and why they wouldn't mention who the God was that we were talking to. It was weird to me, guys. So this is the thing. The name of Jesus forbidden to be spoken of these things. So now we know that the guy who wrote the Kabbalah, the Zohar, basically the Zohar the who started this Jewish mysticism, is the same guy that is invoked from the dead in the casket, in the 33 ritual. Now, this is what's happened. Now, you know, they—they—and here's the thing: when they, when they talk about Jesus, they say you can't talk about Jesus. And then the Masons that I've met are saying, "No, we're Christians." I'm like, "Well, you can't mention Jesus in the—in the—in the—you in the, know—as part of the Godhead. You can't mention Jesus at all in the lodge. No, no, you can't do that. But you claim to be a Christian, so they're forbidding you to use the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, if anybody forbids you to use the name of the Lord Jesus, that's basically denying that Jesus is, that he exists, and it's basically doctrines of devils, and so it's Lucifer again. Well, oh, no, no, it's not that. I said, yeah, it is too. That's what it is. So, you know, why don't you go to your lodge the next time and say, let's talk about our Lord Jesus Christ today. Let's talk about who's saved here and who's not saved and see how quickly they run you out of the lodge. Well, we can't do that. We're not allowed to do that. The other day, also, when I were driving on Highway 92 going out of Lake Alfred. That sign is since gone. There's a big billboard up that says, your father was a Mason and your grandfather was a Mason. It's time for you to become a Mason. I'm like, what the heck? They don't tell you what this is and what you're getting involved in until the 30th degree. By that time, you've established all of these business contacts. You've been given favor in your business relationships. In many cases, you're very wealthy at this point. In, this case, in many cases, you're very successful. Sometimes you're a multimillionaire at this time, and now they bring you this 30th degree, and they tell you, you have the right to walk away and leave now. But if you sit there, and they tell you what the truth is, you're basically going to have to renounce all of your religions and Christianity and everything else, or you're going to be killed. Yeah, that's what you guys have to look forward to. Now, the Kabbalism is a system of uh, Jewish mysticism and magic, And and again, it's the foundation of witchcraft and sorcery. In fact, you can go online and you can look up stuff on the Kabbalah. I'm not going to do it. And it actually talks about the sorcery and the magic and the potions and all the things they teach them how to do using the Kabbalah. And this is where this all came from. All of the stuff with the sorcerers and the witches, all of this stuff is based in the teachings out of the Kabbalah. You say, well, that doesn't sound very much like Christianity or proper Judaism. Hey, I didn't say I agree to that. I don't think it does either. It's just some weird stuff this guy wrote in a cave. He wrote in a cave because he wanted not get killed by the Romans. And my response is this you know, if he's studying the Torah and now he's getting some in the vision about the Kabbalah and all the sick witchcraft stuff, doesn't he realize that the word of God can't be changed like that by some vision or some entity that shows up to tell you what to write for twelve years? Seems kind of strange to me. All of it just seems weird, by the way, the more I got into this stuff. But again, this is Rabbi Ben Urbar Yochia, Y O C H A I. And Kabbalah is woven through Freemasonry. Uh, Kabbalah are the traditions of men that, that nullify the Word of God for the sake of the traditions. This is not Old Testament. This is the traditions. This is what Jesus called out. And remember, the rabbis, again, don't, they don't study the Old Testament. They study the Kabbalah and the Zohar in about, I believe there's over 30 books on all of this stuff. But you know, you think about it for a second. The people in Hollywood who do this, you've got Brittany, you had, you had Michael Jackson, Paris Hilton, Roseanne Barr, Goldie Hawn, Diane Ladd, Laura Dern, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Taylor, she did, Demi Moore, Ashton Custer, Mick Jagger. I mean, they don't even realize they're being guided by a demon spirit. I'm going to talk about that right now. Now, this whole thing, the study of the Zohar to Kabbalah, is the study of the serpent. Now, you think, well, what do you mean by that? Well, they also call him the Leviathan. And the Kabbalah teaches that the, that God cannot be directly communicated with. In other words, even in the Old Testament, you know the Jews weren't allowed to talk directly to God. You know and the Catholic Church carried a little bit of this law too. You really need to go through your priest in order to go to God, and you know, he'll make amends for you to God. He'll give you absolution. And in the Old Testament, the priests were the ones, the Levitical tribe were the ones who went into the Holy of Holies, offered sacrifice for your sins, for your your, your, your confessions and your sins and you would basically give them an offering in order to repent. Well, Christianity doesn't teach that. Christianity says because Jesus Christ died for us, because we're sanctified by his blood, and because he himself was God, part of the Godhead, you know, the entirety of the Godhead is found in him, it says in the Bible, that we have the ability now to come to God, which is part of Jesus, at the throne room and he stands as an intermediary for us in order so we can talk directly to God. So this morning I prayed for you guys. And I and I prayed the God to bless you and to keep you and allow his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, to grant you grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, and companionship. I pray for that. I pray for you guys every day. They believe the Kabbalah says you can't do that. The Kabbalah says you have to go to a sub God, a little God that was created in order to get to the real God. Now I'm gonna tell you who they believe these guys things are. They they, they have they believe the real God is Ein South, I E N S O P H. Some people spell it A Y N S O P H, and they they believe that he's the real God, but you don't talk to him directly. You have to go through an intermediary God on this tree of life, this spark of light, this sub God, this fallen angel, this spirit, this other sub God before you could talk to to God. You can't talk to himself. They have to they have to go before that for you. Now. This is going to get really weird now. So if you've got kids listening, you might want to cover their ears right now. If you see a rabbi who's practicing Kabbalah pray, and he's rocking while he's praying, okay, you see him do this. They're, they're rocking. They're moving back and forth. This is going to get weird, guys. Get ready. He's simulating sexual intercourse with a goddess when he does that, one of these sub-gods and goddesses. Okay, I'm going to have to repeat that because you guys didn't hear that because it's so weird. You've got to hear this one twice. He's simulating having sexual intercourse which he feels is holy sexual intercourse with the goddess. Say, what the heck? And they stand by the wall, you'll see them, they're they're rocking back and forth and then they'll take their little prayer request and they'll put them in a little envelope or a little piece of paper and they'll stick it in a crack in the wailing wall. Because remember, Aesophe they believe is the god of forces but you can't talk to him. Now, the reason he's Ein, because that's an abbreviation for the all-seeing eye of Horus. It goes right back to... Egyptian mythology and mysticism coming out of the Canaanite religions. I've done a whole show on this one, but I've never gone into this kind of detail on this. Now, the reality is this. Every time you see the Hollywood stars, you know, doing the all-seeing eye, covering one eye, they're giving homage to this god, Sof, because that stands for his all-seeing eye. They're doing a Kabbalah. You know, Tom Brady with the Patriots. You know, he married Giselle and she's a witch, and the other day, I saw him in an article covering one eye, showing the all-seeing eye. You see, this is pretty much every single celebrity out there who have one eye covered up and showing you this. It's on our dollar bill, guys. That's how powerful this group is. They put the all-seeing eye on our dollar bill with the pyramid on the back of the dollar. It's giving homage to Einsoff. Now, you're not supposed to talk to this guy, though, because he's too busy to talk to you you got to go through a subgroup of little gods in order to do that. So what Isoth did, this serpent god, the great Leviathan, Satan, Lucifer, he's a, he's a snake god, by the way, he created a series of lesser gods, uh, fallen angels, you know, and other different types of entities. I'm not going to speak their names right now, but you can, call, you can go online if you want to speak their names. I don't speak their names, so I can give them any credence. And, and then what we have to realize is that the Kabbalah is a system of magic in which you can communicate with all these little gods and goddesses with but not with Einsoff, because he's too busy to talk to you. But the only way you can really get their attention is you've got to have sex with them. Yeah, okay, that was weird, wasn't it? Okay, but that's what they believe. The great serpent, by the way, this Leviathan, Satan, Einsoff, resides in the tree of life. They believe this tree of life. Remember that movie Avatar, guys, in which they had to take this guy to, res- to change him from one body to another body, and they took him to that illuminated tree? They believe it's like that. They believe this tree of life is the entire universe. And somewhere in this great tree of life, there's two worlds. There's a lower world and an upper world. And because you're subhuman, you're basically cattle or sheep, you're not allowed to go into the upper world. You have to stay in the lower world. Uh, you know, But both of these upper and lower worlds have a whole series of lesser gods and goddesses who are sparks of light created by Einzoth. And that's why this tree is like this illuminated tree of life. Now, because you can't pray to him directly... You have to have sex with these sparks or gods in your mind, or you can pretend like your wife is one of these goddesses when you're having sex with her, and you're creating holy children, and you're literally in the process of creating different things in the universe. When you have sex, you create this stuff. It, if you believe this stuff, this is what you're doing. Now, you know, you, you, know, you, you have to communicate through the, to the serpent, this Leviathan, Einzoth, uh, through these sparks of light. They think, Ted, this sounds crazy. Guys, this sounds so nutty. I felt like I needed to go, you know, purge myself last night after I started doing all the study, and I've been doing this for weeks now. Okay. There's an inferior God on this tree called Yisod. Now you go, okay, who's he? Okay? I'm going to mention his name. He's the Phala god, or he's the penis god. Yeah, you heard me say it. I said penis on the show. So we've got a penis god, Yisod, who lives in the tree. And all he does is have sex all the time. He's always having sex with somebody or one of the other goddesses. So when you have sex with a lesser god or with your wife, uh, you're basically, you know, having sex with a spark goddess. You're generating a force that powers the universe. This is what they believe. And you're creating new spirits, new beings, new lights, new things in the universe by having sex because you're always seeking the light, which Einsoft needs more light, so he wants you to have more sex. This is a giant sex cult. It's a death cult, and it's a sex cult. I said that on yesterday's show. This is what these guys believe. More sex, more light. This is what they believe. Okay? This is not Old Testament. You know, this, this is crazy. This is what Madonna and Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus believe. That's why they're all so nuts. I mean, you can't read this crap and believe this stuff and not, not go nuts from this stuff. Did they really believe that you could go screw a spirit, excuse my vernacular, on a tree in your mind and create other beings and other entities and contact and talk to God. So the only way you can talk to God is have sex. It's a sex cult. That's why right, I just saw this morning on Drudge. They're opening up another giant sex cl- club over there in England, which is going to be like in a big mansion, in which all the, the elite will go in and have giant orgies, and this is the giant part of the sex cult. It's all of this. All this stuff is tied directly to Kabbalah. And this... Simon Bar Yochi is the one who wrote this, and he's the one who they answered to in the Masonic Lodges. I mean, this is all of it. Remember, the Kabbalah studies this quote they call sacred serpent Einsoft, also known as Lucifer, also known as Satan, also known as Leviathan. And this is what Freemasonry is based on. This is what this is what these this is why these guys are so obsessed in the Freemasonic Lodges of rebuilding the third temple. Because it's all part of this. It's all part of this. I mean, when they walk in, you know, this, this this Yochi guy goes, you know, who comes to disturb my sleep? I mean, it's a voice from the grave. And then you were told to say, I wish to proceed. You have to agree. Remember when I told you guys about the karma these guys believe? In other words, if Lucifer comes to your house or the, a vampire comes to your house, you have to invite him in. It's all based on the Kabbalah. Because they want you to say, I I wish to proceed. I wish to accept what you have to say. They don't want to force it on you. Then the dead man basically says, you can turn around. You can leave. But if you stay here, you're in jeopardy. If you stay here, your fate is sealed. You're going to have to take oaths. And if you violate these oaths, you're going to die. And this is the problem with Freemasonry and these people who get involved in this stuff. And you've got to give up your own religious, everything from your life, everything from your past, everything from your childhood. You have to forget about all of it. The Masonic Lodge becomes the religion, period. And you, you have to accept it or you have to leave. You know, this voice from the, from the casket is the same guy who fought the Romans in 78 AD after the destruction of the temple who wrote the Zohar. I mean, this is the same guy. Now you think about it. This guy says, he says, the best of the Christians killed them all. That's what he says. So he writes. It says it's okay to have sex with a three-year-old girl, a baby girl, or a nine-year up to up to the age of nine-year-old with a boy, including incest. You know what? You know they believe that this serpent is basically the Messiah. They're the, the, Jesus. This is their second coming. They want to resurrect this thing. You know, and, and, and with the problem with all of this stuff is that it just gets twisted up. And it's so doggone complicated. Now, some people say this guy named Rabbi Luria also was one of the ones who wrote parts of the Kabbalah. And again, all 33 degrees are based on Kabbalah, according to Albert Pike. And see, again, they're obsessed with rebuilding Herod's temple. Now, this, all of this brings in gematria, numerology, necromancy, astrology, occult symbolism, idol worship, witchcraft, and all of this is rejected Jesus Christ. Even, they, even, they even believe in channeling of these spirits and these other entities and other people talk to you from the dead. See, this is part of the mystery religions of Babylon. This is part of the mystery religions that we've talked about so many times in the ancient Canaanite religions of Egypt. It's a combination of all of this stuff. I mean, Helen Bavlaski talked about this, stuff about the gods and the goddesses. And Pike talked about it, Osiris and all these different things out of Egypt. Plus, there's a bunch of other goddesses they tie together. And remember, they borrowed a lot of these ancient writings to put together this Kabbalah. And that's the basis of the Kabbalah. The worship of entities, fallen angels, demon spirits and guides, to be able to talk to Einsoft while the one god's a penis god, screwing everything he could find, having orgies and weird cult meetings. This is who runs the planet. These nutbags have gotten so much power through the Council of Foreign Relations and the Rothschilds, and then you throw in, on top of everything else, you would throw in the dog on the guy from 1666, the guy who basically, the Sabatane Gabalist, the Luciferian, Tas Sabatane Zivi, and he says, we got to make everything as evil as we possibly can in order to bring this serpent God back up from the pit to have him rule to bring him from the temple. And all of this stuff is tied together. It's tied together with the world religions. It's tied together with the one world government. It's tied together with globalism. It's tied together with you losing your gun rights. It's tied together with the you know, the Balfour Declaration. World War II, World War I, the rebuilding of the temple, the, re- the re- reinitiation of Israel. All of this stuff is based in this religion, the Kabbalah. And you think, well, this is nuts. Say, wow, Ted, I've never heard this from anybody else. Well, you probably are going to. But here's the thing all I can do is the research, and i got to tell you guys what this is. It's a sex god club, it's a sex death cult, is what it is. They got a god that's basically a penis god. But if that's the phallic symbol you see in Washington D.C., it's all based on this stuff with Osiris. He's basically the remember the George Washington Monument's a giant penis in Washington. I laugh every time I see it. I laugh. I say that's, that's a large, that's a big phallic symbol. Yeah, so they've, and they've got one of those right in the middle of Vatican Square too. Yeah, you know, they got one over there too in England, right in the middle of you know downtown England, where they run the Vatican or they run the run the money from, you know, the the, the Rothschilds. So the three world areas that they control. The Vatican, the Bank of England, and Washington, D.C., have penis gods, phallic symbols, set up in the middle of them. This is who runs the planet. Now, guys, listen to me. This is why I got so frustrated with my friend, my pastor buddy, who wrote that book. All right? Because he didn't address any of this. This is the last book that I, that I won't put on the show. He, he didn't address any of this. He didn't talk about any of this stuff. Why? Because it's all based in Zionism. And this is why I talk so adamantly. People say to me, well, are you against the Jews? I said, no, I'm just not a Zionist. If the Jews want to do what the Jews want to do, leave the Jews alone and do what they want to do, I don't care if they worship a penis god or do whatever they want to do. I I don't care what they do. But don't try to put your belief structure on me. Don't tell me that my little three year old children or grandchildren should go watch a transgender cross dresser who's not wearing underwear and wants to flash them with your genitalia and think it's okay and dress like a woman and act like a weirdo and I'm supposed to embrace it and accept it. I'm not going to. If you want to believe all of that stuff and you want to believe because you know, remember, that they believe also that abortion's okay. The homosexuality is okay. Remember, guys, Tel Aviv is the number one homosexual destination in the world. It's, it's, it's a communist nation. Uh, just here a few – I mean, I posted on the website, I think it was last year, they had another big demonstration. The communists came out, and they weren't communists enough. They weren't socialists enough. They show up outside, you know, Tel Aviv, in Tel Aviv, protesting, and they're running around with a guillotine, a guillotine. And you're like, what the heck are they running around with a guillotine for? I've sent a picture. this on the website. You can post it at healthmasters.com they got a they got a they got a picture of a guillotine they, they actually they 're carrying it they 're running around showing everybody their guillotine. Well, the Bible tells us they 're going to be slopping off heads in the Old Testament in the end that people are going to die Christian martyrs. Why? Because they want their God Leviathan, their god Einsof, their serpent god to be able to be in control of everything and they have to run around having sex with their penis gods and their little goddesses or whatever. In order to create enough sparks of light to make Einstein happy, to create more energy for this this thing, whatever it is, this is what they believe. Now I know I've been redundant. I know I've said several things several times. I did it on. I've done this on purpose because I want you to get this. I've made this as simple as I possibly can. I haven't given you all the names of all these goddesses. By the way, you can go to the Bible. You can do research on it. It'll tell you all the names of the goddesses. Who the fallen angels are? Well, they don't call them fallen angels. They call them archangels. They'll tell you who all of these little gods and goddesses are that you pray through, and all these little points of life, and the twelve of these gods you get to go through, and all the other. It tells you all of this stuff. But I suggest you don't read it. I mean, why do you want to put that mess in your head? I was purging myself all night from that stuff, and I was pleading the blood of Christ over my mind this morning before I spoke to you guys about it. I don't want to know this stuff. I don't want to. Know, I don't want to know these weirdos. I already knew enough about this before I started doing the research on it. I didn't want to know it. But guys, now you know it. They got a penis god, guys. They got a. Yeah, they. They got. All he ever does is screw things. I mean, what the heck? Who? Who comes up with this crap? Oh, that's right. It was a guy in a cave with a vision, with some demon talking to him, Yeah, that, that would make sense after about 12 years of that. Yeah. So guys, so when you see people, then, then what they do? They get in these rituals. They'll get in a circle. They'll all hold hands. They'll start doing their little chants. And they'll start sacrificing. They'll start drawing blood. They'll start, they'll start killing the people. They'll get high on adrenochrome. They do all this stuff. It's all based on this. Witchcraft, idolatry, all of this stuff is based in this mysticism. That's why you've got to reject it. And so I'm going to say something to you guys, and, and, and listen to me. I'm trying not to fuss this morning because I fussed so much yesterday on the show. You've got to stop supporting these people. If you know that Ashton Kushner is a Kabbalist, don't go, don't go to his movies. If you know that nutbag Demi Moore is a Kabbalist, don't go to her movies. If you know that any of these people are practicing Kabbalah and they're wearing the red strings, strings around their wrists, don't support them. If you know that a major corporation now has been shifted over like Chick-fil-A, why would you go buy sandwiches from them? Let Chick-fil-A clean their own house now. Let the, let the, let the relatives, unless they stole or sold all the stock, which they probably did and lost control, let them clean the mess up before you support them. You know, Why would you go to any globalist business or movie there's, I told you, there's multiple people. I will not go see a George Clooney movie. He wasn't much of an actor anyhow, but I will not go see one of his movies. I won't do it. I won't I won't go see a, a Brad Pitt movie. Now, if it's on TV or something, I can watch it for free, which I don't have TV anymore, so I don't do that either. So, But it's just one of those things. I won't support these guys. I won't go to a Madonna concert. I won't go to a Katy Perry concert, which I never would have done that anyhow. And I won't go to a Miley Cyrus concert. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. If you're supporting these people people who sell these albums and talk about this stuff why? why would you do that when I just told you what they believe they got this penis god screwing everything all the time and they're praying to the penis god and they're having their orgies to satisfy the penis god and they're creating these little sparks of light all over the universe this is some sick stuff who who believes this stuff you know I, I had a friend of mine his name is, I'm not going to mention his name. I won't do that. I've got a friend of mine who's German, and he has a German restaurant here in town, or it's a couple miles from here, and he, has a, and he bought it from another German. It's a, it's a bakery, and the, the other German basically is dying. He's been dying of cancer for like 10 years. I mean, it's amazing. I, the guy's got a tremendous reserve of energy, and I talked to him once about Jesus Christ. I said to him, I said, you know, the gospel's simple. You know, God saw what was going on basically made himself over the exact image likeness of god put a put this into the virgin mary was born a man to fulfill scripture and he has come to redeem us back to him that's about it that's you know you accept him you're saved this this is pretty much that simple and he comes up with this theory the guy who's dying of cancer of all these universes i mean all this stuff and then he starts talking about how he's going to get turned into a crystal He's going to be a rock, so he's not going to die he's going to be crystallized. And I looked at him and I said, why do you have to make this so complicated? The gospel's simple. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that so whoever believes in him may not perish and have eternal life. It's that simple. It's like two sentences and it says it all. Why do you have to go screw in your brain some goddess and pretend that goddess is your wife when you're having sex with your own wife to create sparks of light for Einsoff, who's too busy to talk to you. None of it makes any sense. It's just simple with the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is simple. And that's why it says in the Bible, you know, people just don't accept it. They're they're compromised. The, The light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. The light being Jesus Christ, not all these things hanging on a tree that are creating more and more spirits and goddesses. What a mess. This is the cult. This is the Masonic Lodge. This is the group of people that are heavily involved in the CFR. This is the Bohemian Grove people with their sex cult they have out there with their homosexual orgies. This is the group of people that run the planet. This is the group of people that were almost exposed because of the Jeffrey Epstein stuff that finally got an attraction in the news. Jeffrey Epstein was a Mossad agent. His girlfriend was a Mossad agent. You know Maxwell, the publisher, he was also a Mossad agent. All of these people are bringing this work together to try to put us under Noahide laws, which is all based in the Kabbalah. Which means if you worship a god other than the god this Einsoff clown, they're going to take your head off. So they get to run around with guillotines to prove that to you. What the heck? Are we joking us? Are we? Are we joking? No, this is how messed up it is. That's why I told you guys yesterday. Listen to yesterday's show. Today I'm calmed down. I had to calm myself down after yesterday. Today I'm telling you guys this: the world is run by a satanic, sex, death cult, and Jeffrey Epstein just about. Was, have to, was about to go to court, and all these people were going to be put on the stage and on the in the jury box, the jury, not the jury box, but on the witness stand, to talk about this stuff. And they had to make him go away. Now, I don't believe for one second that he's dead because Mossad doesn't kill Mossad. But what I am telling you is this. Jeffrey Epstein's not dead. <laughs> I'll say that. And, and what I'm also telling you is that this cult, this sex cult, has compromised so many people through sex with young girls, when he turned 60, what, over 50, I can't remember. He had three 12-year-olds sent over from France for him, three 12-year-olds? Yeah. You know, you know what's so funny about him? He wanted to – he had a big, down at a big ranch down in New Mexico he had. He wanted to have about 20 or 30 surrogates down there, and he would impregnate them with basically his, his sperm and create like this group of people who were going to be his little clones running around. And he wanted to have his brain frozen afterwards, or his head frozen. And you know what else he wanted to have frozen? He wanted to have his penis frozen. Yeah, you heard me say that. I figured since we're talking about penises today, we might as well talk about that too. He wanted to have his penis cryo cry- cry- froze, froze, because it was some some. He uh, he 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 basically looked at it as some kind of. I guess it was part of the penis god program. I don't know, but th- this is the sick crap that runs the planet, and we as Christians have compromised. We've compromised because we've allowed this teaching of Zionism, which was pushed through the Masonic Lodges, which was pushed through the Balfour Declaration, which was pushed through Cyrus Schofield and Darby and and all of the other things. We've allowed that stuff to come in now and completely and totally compromise us. If a pastor, if you tell them what I just told you and you teach them the stuff that i taught you about with Cyrus Schofield... You teach him about the stuff with Darby. You teach him about Samuel Untermeyer. And you teach him that Untermeyer declared war for international Jewry against the German people in 1933 on WABC in New York. You can look it up. Which created this tremendous animosity towards the Jews in Germany, which precipitated the formation of Israel. They had to have a precipitating incident. You so, say, well, they wouldn't have done all that. Okay. And Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. A million Iraqis got killed for that one. Yeah, Colin Powell, who was a friend of mine back in the 90s, I knew him very well, gets up to with yellow cake Uranium and he go, he has yellow cake, blah, 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 they're about to have nuclear weapons. all of it. All of it was a lie. All of it is because of this death cult, this satanic sex death cult that has basically been around since the ancient days of the Canaanite fertility rituals and ISIS worship and Osiris worship and the all-seeing eye worship. It's just been going on for thousands of years. That's why the Bible says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against all these principalities in these other dimensions, including apparently these little demon things and this penis god running around. What a bunch of nutbags. And the whole thing about it is, guys, it's important that you stay prayed up. It's important that you realize that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's important that you realize that you have the ability to not be affected by this stuff, you know, dwell on the good things. The Bible said, you know, think about the good stuff. Don't dwell on the negative. See, they want to feed these entities in these other dimensions. They constantly create negative news. One of the Democrats said today, we can impeach Trump as many times as we want. We can impeach him as many times as we want. We can impeach, we can impeach any president, as long as they control the House. They can impeach any president as many times as they want. If this impeachment process fails, they can do it again. Why? It creates all the negative energy. And what's so funny to me is this. You know, we got the Jews who Trump's wooing. I mean, he's giving them everything they want with everything with Gaza and everything else. He's doing everything they want. He's giving them all of this stuff, and they turn around, and this, the majority of the people now are dual Israeli citizens and Jewish folks who are impeaching, impeaching Trump. And you think, why would they do that? Why would they impeach their own who's doing everything for Israel? It's, it's about controlling the narrative, guys, it's what, it's, it's what Otto Kahn said, who helped found the full foundation of the Federal Reserve Bank, who is the second largest home in the United States, only second only behind the Biltmore Estate. I mean, he said they control this, these Kabbalist groups. They control they control both sides of the narrative. They control the Republicans. They control the Democrats. This is this these this is what took down Building Seven. This is the group. It's the Satanic cult. He said, well, not all Jews are involved in it. You're absolutely right. Not all Jews are involved in the Kabbalah or screwing demonic entities. They're not involved in any of this stuff, all right? But are they involved in the Torah? Are they involved in Leviticus or Deuteronomy? I guess that depends on the individual, I guess. And see, and that's the thing we have to do. We can't throw all the Jews under the bus, but they need Jesus. But we can't believe that all Christians are Christians either. Now, I've talked to you this week about subplots. This has been a very interesting week of shows, by the way. Been a very interesting week of shows. The subplots in Christianity. Major Christian ministry TV shows worth billions of dollars having their daughter get married on national, international TV to a Jewish man who rejects Jesus Christ and airing the entire ceremony. What? What? What is that? Well, then you got to tie the Pope back into it. The Pope's doing everything he can for a full-blown ecumenical movement that started back in the 70s, in which they can bring all the world together, all the religions together through the world, one world court based out of Jerusalem, you're implementing Noahide laws, one world religion based out of Jerusalem, implementing this weird stuff that I'm talking about today. And if you don't, if you believe in Jesus or invoke the name of Christ, you're going to have your head whopped off, running around with guillotines in downtown Tel Aviv. Now, I can't be any more direct with you guys than I have been today. This is the death cult that runs the planet. And every time you dig deep enough, every time you look at anything as far as world events, world affairs, from, whether it be the Rothschild Banking Cartel, the International Monetary Fund, you know, the, the Bank of International Settlements, it's all controlled through this death cult, every bit of it. The shorting of the precious metals, continual naked shorts in the market, all controlled by these guys. They control everything. And that's why I said yesterday, if you don't have Jesus Christ living in you, through you, for you, this whole thing becomes untenable. It becomes so awful. You think, well, shoot, i got to live like this. I might as well join them and start talking about the penis God. No! You don't do that. No. You stand against it. You stand firm. What did Paul say? What did Paul say? He goes, I only want to finish the fight. I only want to finish the race. So that when I get to heaven, God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the key. This Einsoft character, whatever the heck that's supposed to be, it's not God. God is the great I Am. He's Yahweh. If you you want to call him a name, he's an entity. He encompasses the entire universe. His, His energy field is everywhere. He's God. And when you have a relationship with him through Christ... And you can walk in the cool of the evening and hang out and pray. I'm, I'm before the show this morning. I'm praying to God. I'm saying, Lord, you've got to help me get through the show. This is some weird stuff. I don't want to talk about this stuff. I said, give me the strength and protect me. I plead the blood of Christ over my mind, my heart, my soul. I put angels all around me. I said, I put a hedge of thorns around me. I'm talking to the creator of the universe when I do that. I don't have to go through some penis God to do that with a bunch of sickos. I don't have to do that. I can go directly to him through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. That's what Christianity is, and that's why they're so scared of it. That's why they can say anything they want to say about Christianity. They can blaspheme the name of Jesus. They can do anything, anything they want. I, you know, like I, I, used to, I used to watch Seinfeld all the time. I always thought the, Seinfeld, I pretty much watched every Seinfeld episode there ever was so many times it's ridiculous. And then finally one day I see Seinfeld on a sitcom on the show in which there's a picture of Jesus over the toilet in this bathroom and somebody urinates on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it for me and Seinfeld. I was done. I was done. And then George Costanza the other day, he comes out slamming Trump. You know, and Seinfeld of course Costanza are both Jewish. You think, why are they doing this? It's all about control. And guys, it's so important to understand that we've got to keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus every day of our life. We can't allow these weird things to affect us. I mean, think on the good things. Think about it for a second. You still live in a country where I can do a broadcast like this, and they don't show up in 10 minutes and take me away. We still live in a country that in most states, you still have Second Amendment rights, except for what Donald Trump's done. Remember, now, I'm going to stop for one second. Remember, Ivana, Ivana, his daughter, and Jared Kushner are both Shabbat members, and they practice and teach and study Kabbalah. You think about that for a second. Little red strings. They're involved in this. Now, Donald Trump realized that his own daughter has rejected Jesus Christ. He rejected the virgin birth. But he's supposed to be a Christian. And now he's got, he's got, he's got dimwit. He's in charge, charge of the border wall. I mean, Kushner can't do anything. He's another trust fund baby. He's a moron. And, and see, this is the problem that we have. Is that the Christians won't step back and look and what's really going on? The Christians won't step back and say, Hey, look, here's the deal. This is bad. We need to fix it. The Christians won't step back and say Zionism is a blight against humanity. They won't do that. They won't, they won't come back and say the Kabbalah and the studying of the Zohar is a blight against the human race. They won't say that. Well, I just said it. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I had no intention on taking the entire show for this. But I needed to get this out. So you guys, listen to this. Send it out to your friends. This is what we talk about on the Ted and Austin Brewer show that nobody else wants to talk about. I love you. I appreciate you. I enjoy praying for you every day. Also, I'm gonna let you finish this show. I know we're out of time, but God bless you guys. I appreciate you, and we'll have a have a great have a great evening, buddy. And I'll talk to you on the next show.
0: Great show, bud. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, and to kind of touch back on what I ended yesterday, because I wanted to make sure this goes in here, especially with this show as well. We have to start making a stand right now with their education system, and they've been fighting for a significant period of time, whether it be immigration, whether it be the sexualization of the children. They're pushing it more and more and more to try to keep Poland Poland, And so now, according to the Polish Constitution, the citizens can submit their own referendum and call for a vote. They've gotten over 265,000 signatures on this now, demanding new standards for sex education that protect children from sexual exploitation. The crazy part about this, though, Poland, which is apparently their own sovereign country and part of the EU, has now found out that members of the EU Parliament are now contesting the bill and violating Poland's sovereignty. EU said they want to stop the bill because sex education is a matter of access to health, including sexual and reproductive health. In fact, 471 members of the EU Parliament voted to condemn Poland's Stop Pedophilia Bill. 471. The bill imposes strong penalties for educators also who encourage underage sex, but it's ironic because since 2013, the World Health Organization and the German Federal Chair for Health Education has taken over the entire EU's sex education, including Poland. Right now, children ages four to six, four to six, are required to learn about sexual feelings, gender expression, and how they express their own sexuality. Four to six. Children between ages 6 to 9 are taught about sexual consent, contraception, and various aspects and different ways of intercourse. Children 9 to 12 are instructed on how to use condoms and how to have their first sexual experience on how to achieve, basically, climax. Children 12 to 15 are required to, basically, engage students in discussion about sexual desires and fantasies. These guys, these are young kids. These, um, we're not talking teenagers yet, this first segment they're talking about here. We're four to six years old. I mean, little kids running around. This aggressive sex education introduces perverted thoughts in the mind of children, and Polish citizens have every right to question these ideas and change the sex education that is perverting their children's minds. This is exactly what Dad was talking about today and how they slowly implement this stuff and get it into the systems and completely subvert the culture. It's so important, guys. We start making a stand, especially if you have your kids in a school system. If they don't want to listen, as far as the school system does it. They want to promote this stuff, and you can't make a change. You have to make other options as far as pulling your kids out of school and doing something different with them. Because if we keep doing the same thing and keep getting the same results, except they keep getting worse and worse and worse results, there there is no coming back for the United States once we lose the younger generation. So thank you again for standing strong. Make your voice heard. Be sure to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Get this information out there every single day. We have to continually speak the truth and get the real news out there. If you need anything, please give us a call at healthmasters.com. We're here to help you guys out the best we possibly can and provide you with the highest quality supplements in the world. And we have a lot of different stuff on our website. that continually is changing all the time. We're trying to get new formulas made, new kits together, different things. So be sure to check it out on all the specials we have, including the product of the week, the D3-10,000 K2, which won overwhelmingly. Very, very popular. Popular product. Thank you again for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome day. I'll be on Hagman show tonight, and you guys enjoy your weekend after that, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday, as always.